Good morning, church. Morning. Jerry threw me a curveball on that one. That's all right. Happy to be in the Lord's house. Say amen. amen. It's good to see everyone, beautiful audience, this morning. And we hope and pray, as we always encourage you to come, listen, examine the word of God for yourself. Don't just take what the preachers say up here, but research, look it up, study along to see if the things that are shared are truly from the word of God. Because you know what? I'm not going to stand in judgment for you one day. You're going to stand in judgment one day to give an account of the things that you have done in your body. Whether it be good or evil, but the bottom line is you're going to have to stand. Uh, Sister Kate Hendricks used to say all the time, she said every tub is going to have to sit on his own bottom. Every tub is going to have to sit on his own bottom and you're going to have to give an account to the things that you have done in your life. In the time that God bless you with to serve, to glorify, to be an example, to be a light upon uh, this earth while you dwelled here. To be that salt of the earth Amen. during that time that he allowed you to dwell on this earth. So study alone. Examine the word of God. But don't stop there. Where you see there is a need of some modifications, some changes, some improvements that need to be done in your life. Don't argue with the word of God. Amen. The word of God is true. Amen. And it is not going to change. So the only sensible thing to do is guess what? Make the changes in your life. Amen. So that in the end when you stand in judgment, how you're living is going to match up to what the word of God says. No needing, I, I always say, don't get mad at a preacher when he preached the truth. Don't get mad, get right. Amen. Thank God he told you the truth and God has given you the time to get right. Don't get mad at the, at the truth. Get right with it. Amen. And you'll find out that life can be so much better if you just abide in the truth. Is that alright? Right. If you're visiting with us as it was once said earlier, we are honored that you are here with us and we thank you so much for being our honored guests. This morning, our lesson subject is taken out of 2 Corinthians chapter 9 and beginning reading at verse number 6, the Bible says, But this I say, he which soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly. And he which soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully. He said, well, that's simple. That just makes sense. You're going to get back what you sow out there. And if you're a Scrooge and you don't want to sow, you're going to be cursed and not get much back. Amen. Verse 7. Every man according as he purposed in his heart. So let him give, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loveth a cheerful 
giver. Amen. And God is able to make all grace abound toward you. Does your Bible say that? Yeah. And yeah. God is able to make all grace abound toward you. That you always having most a lot and you that you always having all sufficiency and all things may abound to every good work y'all forgive me about my voice today my voice has just been shot the last few days and but I'm going to move on. Amen. I would like to park at verse number seven. And I'll read it again. Every man according as he purposes in his heart. Yeah. So let him give. Yeah. When the subject of giving arises, so many people are turned off and folks, oh, you, you would think there's food poisoning going around in the congregation from the looks that people have when you talk about giving. But giving is a subject that's often mentioned and discussed yeah. throughout the Bible, especially yeah. throughout the New Testament. Yeah. Giving would not be a subject that turns you off if you were giving right. Amen. See, when, when you're doing what's right, a preacher can preach on anything and all you can say is amen. That's right. That's right. And even with the subject of giving that so many people frown and turn their nose up at and everything, I, I, I only come up with one conclusion why people don't like the subject of giving. Because they ain't giving right. That's right. And nobody likes to be reminded of the wrong that they're doing. But you know what? I have an obligation in season, out of season, to tell you the truth. And you can frown all you want. And if you get too ugly, I just do this. And I can't see a thing. And I just keep right on preaching. But nevertheless, it is an important subject matter and this morning we just want to talk about the Bible talks about there is a planning stage that should occur before we arrive at worship service Amen. Amen. there's also some passages over in 1 Corinthians 16 one of your brothers go over to that and, and pull that up for me and I'm just trying to help you this morning to understand there are no shortcuts. You can't please a holy God. You can't please a God who is very serious about what he said. You cannot come to a righteous God have prepared and expect him to understand and bless you for doing what's wrong. 1 Corinthians 16, 1 and 2, the Bible says what? Now concerning the collection for the saints that I have given under order to the churches of Galatia, even so do ye. Keep going. Verse 2. Upon the first day of the week, let every one of you lay by him in store as God has prospered him, 
that there be no gathering when I come. Now, what we find here is in order that, you know what? The first day of the week is coming and there should be something within all of us knowing that the first day of the week is coming. There's a necessity for us to do something. That's right. There's a necessity for us that we should prepare in our giving. Let me say that again. Not after you've been to Macy's. Not after you shopped on Amazon. Not after you've been to the mall and everything else. And then you realize, oh shoot, I didn't realize I spent that much. Well, God, you understand. Lord, help me. No, God should get his first. God should get his first because here we see there is a order given we know now concerning the collection for the saints I have given order to the churches at Galatia even so do ye upon the first day of the week let every one of you lay by him in store lay by him in store in other words take God's out Amen. Now, if you find yourself not having enough money to spend on certain shopping items after taking God's part out first, you know what? You wait. Amen. Amen. You don't do the reverse role and go do more shopping and then tell God to wait. That's called sinning, folks. That's called outright sinning. Yeah. Upon the first day of the week, let every one of you lay by him in store as God had prospered him that there be no gatherings when I come. Amen. Let, me, let me say this about giving. For the majority of us, we have a pretty good idea what our check is going to be every pay period. Yeah. Yeah. Well, help me out on this. How is it the Lord's collection fluctuates in such a variation from time to time that if it was a roller coaster it would make you sick how can the Lord's collection be so variable in its uh, collecting when we know what we get every pay period this is my point if I know every pay period, this is the average, or not the average, but this is the amount I normally get. Well, guess what? Based upon that, I should take God's out first. Well, if I'm continuously making at the base amount, this same amount to every pay period, every month, how can my giving go lower Come on. as I give? Yes, <clears throat> something, ain't, something ain't adding up. That's right. Somewhere along that line, I'm bamboozled God somewhere. Right. If there was ever a time in your life to show consistency, it should be in our giving to God. Amen. I didn't say to the preacher. Amen. I said to God. Amen. 
You know, I heard a few people crack some jokes about my new motorcycle. <laughs> but let me tell you something. I had a motorcycle before I got that one. That's right, man. That's right. And I am rest assured. Yeah, I, you know, you shouldn't even have to say stuff like this, but, you know, Israelites will be Israelites. I don't have a reason to steal from God. Furthermore, ain't nothing that locusts grow to steal. I work for what I get. And just like I sold my last bike, that, that, that entitled me to buy another one. So if you're wondering, have I gotten a raise? No. You're wondering where I got the money from. Ain't your business. You tell me how much you make. And we'll talk. But I, I want to throw that out there because, you know, money brings out some funny behavior in people. You know, even in marriage. Man, you, you, think, you think you're in love until money comes up in the conversation. But let's get back to business. How can my offering fluctuate when I know I'm getting at base the same thing every pay period? Now, what should happen when I work overtime or work extra, it should go up. Yeah. Yeah. Based upon my prospering. That's right. But how can it go lower? Can somebody help me? No, because you know the answer. We rob God. And we play God and put God on the level like He's a man. And how we will and deal with people, we think we can will and deal with God the same way. Let me help you understand something. God ain't like us. He's not a man that we should play with. We should take for granted. God is all holy, almighty. He's all in all, and you know what? He deserves respect. Amen. Now, going back over to 2 Corinthians chapter 9, the Bible said, But this I say, he that soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly, and he which soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully. Every man according as he purposes in his heart. So let him give, not grudgingly, nor of necessity. For God loveth the cheerful giver. My giving should be that I look forward to being able to offer this unto to God because first and foremost, look at what he has done for me. Amen. No job pays any amount that could have ever made it possible for you to have forgiveness of sin. You can't find an amount of money that can forgive you of your sin. Billionaires are dying every week. And it goes to show you, I don't care how rich you are, you still have something in common with the poor. Death. 
All the money in the world cannot keep you from making that appointment. Amen. It may provide you better health care. It may provide you a more comfortable stay in a hospital. It may provide you more attention or better qualified nurses or doctors, but it cannot spare you from death. Amen. So just as the poor die, so does the rich. Amen. So if everybody dying, what are you holding on to? Right. Right now. But this I say, he that he which sought sparingly shall weep also sparingly. You ever wonder why you have so many troubles in your life? Come on now. Come on now. Because God can put holes in your pocket. Amen. You ever you ever figure you had some extra money coming? And everything started breaking down. Or somebody got sick. Something happens and you know what? That extra money you thought you were going to have. It's already costing you more than what you thought you were going to get. Amen. It is God who blesses us with the finances that we have. Amen. So how can you expect to cheat God and do better? You stop and think about it. The little that God requires and asks and look at the amount that we are allowed to keep. Man, that's just God still being so great. Amen. What if God said, I want it half? What if God say, I want 90%, you live off 10? Amen. My point this morning, folks, is simply you can't, you can't please God by being a thief. Amen. Amen. Well, Brother May, that's, that's a strong word. That's a true word. And the only person it should offend is the person who's stealing. That's right. But you know what? It doesn't have to offend you all your life. That's right. Let him that steal, steal no more. So let, let's get back to that paycheck. Yeah. If I only made $500 a week, I know there's a base amount that I should set aside to give to God every first day of the week. If I'm making $500 a week, no overtime for a whole year, you know what? My giving should be the same across the board for 52 weeks. It should never go under that. But what, what if something come up, Brother May? What, should, what can come up that is more important than sinning against God? Let me ask you that. And whatever may arise in your life, how are you going to solicit God's help 
by sinning against God. Do you not understand what the scriptures say? Every man according as he purpose in his heart, so let him give, not grudgingly, or of necessity, for God loveth the cheerful giver. Verse number 8. And God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that ye always having all sufficiency and all things may abound to every good work. You can't say you're doing a good work when you're stealing from God. That's right. That's right. Now I can demonstrate great faith by saying I don't care what arises. I'm going to give God his and I'm just going to trust God on working this thing out for me. Amen. That's it. Now that's a good work. Amen. Trusting yeah. Waiting, yeah. believing, yeah. and allowing God, however way he choose to bless me, to deal with this unexpected situation. You know what? No situation should ever come between you and God. Amen. That's right. Well, I, I, I just got stuff I got to pay. That ain't God's fault. That's right. Can you imagine? We, we're going into judgment and the question is asked, why weren't you faithful as a steward? Why weren't you faithful and you're given? Well, Lord, I had this car I had to pay for. You know what? I went out and bought this. God didn't put you in that situation. That's right. That's right. Can I just be real with us today? Amen. Yeah. We'll rob God every Sunday. We'll hold back. We won't give the way we should, but then we'll go put our name on a contract for five or six years to pay four or five hundred dollars on a car note. Amen. That's right. Hold up. How is it you couldn't give God what he's supposed to get but you can go give a man you don't even know plus finance charges yeah. and other things yeah. and you're paying out four or five hundred dollars a month yeah. hold up you weren't even giving half that much right. a month so where did the money come from right now right now and now you went out there and signed that. Now you give even less. Yeah. But brother and sister, pray for my finances. <laughs> brother and sister, pray for me. No, you need to go turn that car in. Yeah. I'm dead serious. Yeah. What shall it profit a man to drive a nice car and lose his soul? If that car is going to bring sin between you and God, you need to turn that car in. Let, let me tell you how you do it. It's called an involuntary. I mean, it's called a voluntary repossession. You say, oh, but that'll destroy my credit. But you'll keep your soul. God will bless you. Look, God will bless you even with bad credit. That's right. That's right. Yes, he will. 
You, you type up a letter and say, I am no longer capable and able to afford the payments for this vehicle. So I'm, I'm reaching out to you to make arrangements. Where would you like for me to bring this car and turn it in to you? Now, what they're going to do in return is say, we don't want that car. <laughs> well, we could work something out. What if we drop the payment by $20? I cannot afford this vehicle any longer. But see, I know some sitting right here right now saying, Brother May, you ain't lost your mind. No, 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 no. You ain't lost yours. Because I don't care how nice of a car it is, it ain't going to drive you to heaven. Amen. See, I'd rather drive a hoopty until I can get something better. And know I got peace with God. And knowing I'm not sinning against God. Then to send a payment, make a payment every month, paying on a car. That in a few years is going to start breaking down. Probably going to have a recall less than that. And now I'm troubled, I'm stressed. And then how dare I even think about calling on God to help me. Remember it was God you stole it from. Am I making any sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't go to heaven being a thief. The church has responsibilities. The church has goals that we have set. Right now we are in the middle. The contract has been signed. The property we are pursuing to, uh, to purchase is under contract and uh, the paperwork is that uh, we're going to be submitted to the bank. The additional paperwork they requested. The other paperwork already there. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. But the bank don't just give us money. The bank said we want to see your finances to make sure you can afford to pay for this. And you know what? Even banks know God's people, some shady people. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Oh, they'll jump up and get excited. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. So why aren't we hitting 5,000 every week? Amen. Amen. Huh? Amen. Why aren't we hitting the goal every week? Amen. I said a few months ago, not going to get up here begging and asking you all for this. Just give the way God commands right. you to give. That's right. Amen. Do you understand what can be accomplished if we just did right by God? Amen. Well, when, 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 when you think we'll get the property, when we're going as soon as you start giving, right? You know, God, God may bless it to be a smooth transaction, or God may just say, they ain't going to act right. 
Because see church here's the thing. You add on additional property. Another building. That's, that's more utilities. You can't keep paying. more. You can't pay more. From an account. You keep taking up less. From. Some of you are looking at, is the chicken ready? <laughs> and God is able to make all grace abound toward you. That ye always having all sufficiency in all things may abound to every good work. Yeah. Yeah. God is going to do his part. You never have to worry about God coming up short on his end. Amen. When, when, when we don't hit the mark of 5,000 every week, it's not because God failed. Amen. You know, it, we're, we're at the point we know, and it shouldn't even be like this. There are certain times of the year we know the offering is going to plunge. Yeah, but that's only because people put other things before God. That's right. Man. That's right. The offering, the offering plunges right before school start yeah. back. Yeah. Why? Because folks take God's money that should have been poured out, set to the side. Well, I got to buy my kids some back to school stuff. <laughs> God know your children need shoes. God know your children need clothes. Matter of fact, if you were a good steward, you would have been saving up over the summer for that. Amen. Amen. You don't steal from God and take from God because your child need a pair of two or three hundred dollar tennis shoes. Well, who's gonna protect your child from getting jacked up and those shoes get taken from him? You call on God, right? You're going to call on somebody you just ripped off? You think about that for a moment. November start approaching. From November to December, oh, it's a fight. It's a battle. Why? Holidays. Holidays. Preparing for lavish gatherings. Well, it, look, if you know you're going to do that, I'm not saying it's sinful to do that. Uh, unless you're doing something sinful at them. Amen. Amen. I'm simply saying, if you know you're going to do this every year, save for it. Amen. Get a job. Put aside so much money every pay, payday or month and say this going toward our Thanksgiving gathering. Yeah. So when it comes time in late October and November when you get your paycheck, you're not tempted to sin against God. Amen. Amen. And whatever you run short on, you just tell somebody else to bring it or you just don't have it. That's right. Amen. That's right. Amen. It's a scary thought when people become so comfortable that they can steal from God and it don't even bother them. As if God owe you 
more time. As if God owe you something. The Bible said the wages of sin is death. Death, folks. So, in other words, every time you steal from God, you pronounce a death sentence upon your soul. What if God responded immediately when you sin? I'm hoping and praying something can be said today to cause us to wake up and come out of this complacency that we have allowed ourselves to get in concerning giving. You can lose your soul and go to hell. Yeah. Over holding on to something that belongs to God in the first place. That's right, man. That's right. It if you if you sow bountifully, yeah. you're going to reap bountifully. Yeah. That's God's word. In other words, man, if I have the right attitude, if I do this thing the way God has outlined it to be done, God is going to bless me. But who believes that? Who believes that? We're just all about, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Where are we going to get the money from? I don't know, but let's do it. Well, you know what? I don't do, I don't do business like that. That's right. And whether you know it or not, church, every time we buy something or have to uh, do something major around here, somebody have to put their name out there. Yes, sir. Somebody have to put their name out there. Bought those vans, you know, the ones that we didn't pay cash for. Somebody had to say, I'll stand as a guarantor. So that if God's people act a fool and don't want to pay for it, I'll pay for it. Wow. Now, who runs up and volunteers and say, I'll be the guarantor? No, people don't knock the door down to do that. Because, see, they're going to run credit checks. They want the social security. They want all that stuff. But guess what, folks? Somebody does it. No different than even purchasing the property and building the building. Had to take a loan out. Somebody had to put their name out there. To say, if God's people decide they want to act crazy... The bank don't care about whether it was doctrinal or just petty. The bank want to know how we're going to get our money. And if we're not going to get our money, we're going to come out there and put a sign up saying y'all ain't going to worship on this property no more. But see, all of that, it, it, it never even come to the forefront of your thinking because guess what? There are some people 
who care about the work of the church. Amen. And they put their name out there. Yeah. And some of you want to stroll up in here like your Lola Falana or something. And, and, and like somebody owe you. I've said enough. Because I'm not upset. I'm simply saying, if we're going to move forward, stop stealing. Amen. And I said stealing. Because that's what you do whenever you hold back from God. Your new car might have to wait. Your new wardrobe might have to wait. Matter of fact, you dig deep enough in your closet, you'll probably find something that looked new. Yeah. That you forgot you had. Right now. Stop being concerned with who keeping up with when the last time you wore an outfit. See, that tells me your, your mind is in the world. Man, I remember growing up going to school. Now, we were never dirty. But I remember one year, I had three good pair of pants. Yeah. But the rule in our house was, I don't care if you only had two. Right. As long as your drawers were clean yeah. and your pants were clean, yeah. you were good to go. Yeah. Right. We never went anywhere. We didn't smell. Right. And it wasn't about <coughs> who keeping up with the last color shoes I wore. That's right. That's right. That's the world, folks. Yeah. And that's why so many of us are in, the, are in the condition of being thieves today. Amen. Yeah. Because we're dressing to impress people who don't even give a care about your Amen. Hey, with me, long as you don't smell, I don't care if you wear something the same day every day. Amen. But take a bath. Man. Man. Your clothes don't make you. It, your clothes don't define you unless you give your way of thinking over to that is how you are defined. That's right. Outfits don't define you. Your love of God should define you. The inner beauty, the inner holiness, your, 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 your mindset on serving God should define you. Amen. I see and meet beautiful women every day, dressed to the teeth, look fine as fine to be. And then when you talk to them, you say, this ain't nothing but death. Yes. Amen. Death. What shall it profit a man? To gain the whole world. Yeah. And lose his soul. Amen. What will a man give in exchange. For his soul. Yeah. Let me tell you how messed up people are in this world. They even want to dress you up good when you dead. Yeah. I tell this all the time. Put my crimson tie sweatshirt on. <laughs> 
have to put the long pants on, put some shorts on. Nobody looking. That, that part of the has it clothes anyway. He's being naked. Won't nobody know. Going back to the dust anyway. But that's the world. And the world loves money. Yeah. If you find yourself entangled in the world, you're going to find yourself separated from God. Amen. Because the world is about making that money. Yeah. But we serve a God who's bigger than money. Amen. And if you serve Him right, if you do what's right in His sight, He could bless you with money. That's right. That's right. That's right. But on his terms. So take it for what it's worth, folks. Ain't no thief going to heaven. No thief is going to heaven. We started a new thing this week. We got an app now, Jeff. You know, folks, sometimes they go out of town, don't leave the offering and all that stuff. You got no excuse now? Yeah. Amen. Folks will come up to me some Sunday and say, Oh, I, 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 I forgot to get. Go on your phone. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> ain't no excuse. Amen. This is what the millennials want. Amen. I ain't been to fight the millennials on that. Amen. I know the millennials don't like carrying money. Amen. And I know they'll take their money back with them. You know, you have to pick your fights. Amen. Well, this was one wasn't worth fighting. Get them millennials what they want. So, the church is not hindering you. You got to make it up in your heart. And I'm saying today, why don't you clean the slate today? God has blessed you with the health, strength, and mind to be here. Amen. If you've been doing wrong towards your giving in the past, you know what? It's the past. It's the past. It is the past. Ask God to forgive you and move on. No, ain't nobody saying you got to go back and make up. No, 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 no. It's the past. Amen. What you need to do is get it right today. And from this day, moving forward, you do what's right. How in the world are you going to ever come to trust God if you won't try? Amen. Amen. Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Amen. I don't learn to trust God based upon what I see when I'm doing things. My faith grows in God based upon what He said and I validate it because He said it. And I don't have to go back and check up on God to see if He did what He said. If you're here today, And you desire to become a child of God. 
you desire, you, you have a desire to become what you can read about in the Bible all through these examples of how people change their lives by turning away from the world and turn to Jesus. Amen. You can still do that today. Amen. By denying yourself, getting you out of the way and accepting and acknowledging that, you know what? God's way is the way. Jesus said in John 14, 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. He said, no man can get to my Father except by me. You know why? Because he said, all power is given unto me in heaven and earth. You know what? Jesus said, I'm going to be that roadblock. Because it's my way or no way. You're willing to accept Jesus' way as the way. You're willing to repent of your sins. You're willing to confess that he is the son of God. You're willing to be baptized for the remission of your sins today. You know what? He has no problem in allowing you. To approach the Father. Because when you're baptized, you put on Christ. Galatians 3 and 27. And all the spiritual blessings are in Christ. That's why you need to be a Christian. For those of us who are, you know the rules. You can walk out of here today with a rejoicing heart. Or you can walk out of here today mad at me because I told you the truth. But you know what? Not only are you going to walk out of here mad, you'll walk to the car in the parking lot, you're going to be mad. You're going to get in the car, you're still going to be mad. You're going to crank the car up, you're going to be mad. You're going to get on 42 or whichever way you go, you're still going to be mad. You're going to get to wherever you're going, you're still going to be mad. You're going to be mad when you meet somebody at Walmart or at the gas station. You're going to be mad when you get home and talk to your children. You're going to be mad when you get ready to go to bed. You know why? Because the truth don't change. Amen. Amen. Now when you're ready to repent, and said, you know what? The man just told the truth. That's right. That's you know what? All that time you spend being mad, now you can do it all over again. You can walk out of here happy. That's right. You can walk to your car in the parking lot, smile and speak to somebody. Yeah. And folks won't think you're crazy. That's right. It's up to you. Yeah. But the truth is not going to change. Amen. <laughs> So what's your decision today? No thief is going to heaven. Amen. What's our song, Jerry? 633. 633 is our emphasis.